Now, I am going to read to you from Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 25, verses 31 to 46, that passage entitled, The Sheep and the Goats. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, come, you are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was ill and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or ill in prison? And did not help you, he will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. I'm glad it's so easy and clear cut. For St. Matthew. He continues to draw these lines and has no doubt about who is on which side. He has no questions. It seems to be all fairly simple for him. Feed the hungry, give the thirsty something to drink, clothe the naked, welcome the stranger, care for the sick and visit the prisoner. He's just so sure. He's so clear. And yet I'm sure that's not been all of our experiences of life. I wish it was as easy as going through a checklist and categorizing people as either a sheep or a goat, those who cared for the least of these and those who did not. But it's not that easy for me, and I don't think it's that easy for you either. Talking to a friend last week, a minister, he was telling me that on his way home, he stopped at the lights and a young man walked across the street in front of him and he recognized him as he said one of the least of these he recognized him as the guy who had come to his church just a few days before he recognized him as the same guy who'd come to his door five or six times in the last 10 days he recognized him as the one whom he had said i will not help you and you need to leave so as my friend a goat 
bound for the eternal fires of hell? I don't know, because he also recognized him as the same guy who came by his church six or eight months ago, and he had said to him then, you're always welcome here. Let me get you some food. How can I help you? What do you need? So he was a good sheep. Was he righteous? Was he bound for eternal life? I don't know. I just don't think it's as easy as naming ourselves as either sheep or goats. The reality is we are both. I'll bet each of us here has a story just like that, a time when we fed, clothed, visited, cared for one of the least of these, and another time when we drove past or we looked the other way or pretended not to see the man or woman holding a sign asking for food or the big issue. My friend could tell you all the reasons he did what he did, why he helped one day but not another. But I don't think that that's what today's gospel is about. I think it's about telling the truth about our own lives. It's about getting really real with our own story our own life and our own circumstances. Yes, we might wonder whether we're being scammed, but maybe the better question is, are we scamming God or ourselves? The least of these always seems to have a way of revealing to us most profoundly the truth of who we are and what life is about. The least of these are in all our lives. They do not always fit our stereotyped images. Yes, it might be that guy in the street corner asking for a handout. Sometimes, though, it's the one who lives under the same roof as us or sits across the table from us. And it's not always about physical needs. The least of these also have emotional and spiritual needs The least of these are in all our relationships. They're the people over whom we have some sense of power and control. They're the ones who feel they're hanging on by a thread and they look at us as if we hold the scissors. They're the ones we threaten or intimidate simply because of who we are, what we have, what we can do. Who are the least of these in your life? Some are anonymous. Some might be sitting right next to you. I think we all want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in the life of another, in the world, in the church. Maybe that's why we sometimes struggle with our decisions and the choices we make. It's the reason that we ask guidance from others. It's the reason we pray for God's will. Deep down, we really do want to make a difference. We want to do what's right. Well, I've some good news and I've got some bad news. You don't have to try to make a difference. You already are making a difference. Every single one of you is making a difference. Here's the bad news. I don't know if it's for good or for ill. And we often don't know. The people gathered for judgment in today's gospel have no idea what difference they're making. One cared for the least of these and the other didn't. 
They seem oblivious as to the consequences or effects of their actions. They both ask the same question. When did we see you? Let's not make this story, though, this gospel story, into a search for the least of these so that we can be helpful and caring and somehow find our way to heaven. Let's not start keeping score of how many people we've helped and how many we've passed by. How would we measure that anyway? Do we need 70% as a pass rate? Do we just total up the two columns at the end of our life and see which one's greater? Cared for or didn't care for? I just don't think that that's what today's gospel is about. That's too easy. We already know that we should help and care for one another. I think this story names the reality in which we live. It's the reality that pulls us in different and sometimes opposite directions. It's a reality in which we always have choices before us. And what we choose always makes a difference for good or for ill. It will always matter and it will always make a difference for someone's life. Maybe the goat and the sheep metaphor worked in Jesus' day, but I'm not sure that it makes much sense now. We need a new metaphor. We need a new way of understanding what's going on. Maybe what's really being said is that there are two ways. God pulls us in one direction and our humanity pulls us in another It's never just one or the other. I think it's always both. If we're really honest with ourselves, we'll see our humanity and our inhumanity. We will see both our light and our darkness. But what if this story is pushing us to look at the truth of our lives, to look at the choices we make and to be aware that they matter? Those metaphors and the choices they present are always coming to us. Look at the headlines and the news and you can see the choice between light and darkness. Or maybe just in the guy who walked across the street in front of my friend that Sunday. They all present a choice. You might say that, well, I would never bomb or harass anyone. I don't doubt that. That's not the point. We may not be guilty, but we are responsible We're responsible for the choices that we make to choose light, to choose life, to choose the least of these. These choices live in each one of us. How we choose begins to set a trajectory and a direction for our lives. I don't think any of us get to that final place, whatever it is or however we understand it overnight. It's a series of choices and the further down the road we go, whether it's the road of light or the road of darkness, the harder it is and the longer it takes to return. Maybe we even reach the point of no return, where we just can't find our way back. That's a judgment that each one of us makes, chooses for ourselves The king sitting on the throne of his glory simply names what he sees. What do you see when you look at your life? What are the least of these showing you? 
I'm guessing that just like me, you see a choice of light or darkness. Every one of us could look at life and see choices being made between light and darkness. And these choices matter, not just for you, but for others as well. Choices that will affect their life for good or for ill. We have the ability to open the channels of life, of beauty, of generosity, justice, compassion, just as we have the ability to close all those channels. So don't hear this story as final judgment. Hear it as a wake-up call. Let it be the chance to see yourself through the eyes of one of the least of these. What do they see? Is that who you want to be? Who and how do you want to be? What will you choose? What if we approached every person, every place, every circumstance, every choice, as if we see Christ? What if we approach everyone as if Christ sees us? What if we allowed that to push us deep into ourselves to uncover or rediscover or maybe even discover for the first time the light that is who we truly are and in that light we make our next choice what if we make our next choice based not in the truth of others lives but in the truth of our own lives my guess is that sometimes we would choose yes and sometimes we would choose no but every time we would choose in favour of the least of these, that guy that I told you about with my friend at the beginning, the one who came to, my, to his church, the one he helped, we don't know the truth of his life and maybe we don't need to. It's enough that he has shown us the truth of our lives. That's what the least of these do for us. They set a choice before us, you see. And it's not a choice to help or not to help. It's a choice that has a face. It has a name, a life, has hopes, fears, needs. It's a choice between our light and our darkness, our humanity and our inhumanity. A choice awaits each one of us. What will we choose? Who will we be? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray to our Lord Jesus Christ for all those who need our compassion and care for all those who commit themselves to the poorest and for those who are afraid to be involved. Lord, we pray. We pray for all who have lost their way in life. We cry out to you to make the church welcome them and may they hear the good news of the gospel. With all people driven from their homes, with many victims of war and civil strife, with all strangers living in foreign lands, we cry out that people may be hospitable to them. We pray with all those who hunger for food, 
who thirst for justice, who crave for human dignity, we cry out that we may hear your voice in them. We pray with all those who care for the sick and the handicapped, with doctors, nurses, pharmacists, midwives. We cry out that we may recognize you in those who need affection and loving care. We pray with all those who are imprisoned because of their convictions, with all those who are persecuted, who are prisoners of their hatred, their greed or their failings. We ask you to free them. The voices that cry out to us, the eyes that plead with us, may we recognize you in them. Lord, may we recognize your love in them. Be near to us now, now and forever. Amen. <laughs> 